It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind You could be a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare 2023 I don't want no shit from you You could be a sweet dream Or a beautiful nightmare 2023 I don't want no fucking shit from you Wow <clears throat> I don't know I maybe could have pitched that, like, pitched that better But um, Rock Nation took my voice So what can you do? You know, what can you do? Anyway, happy Gregorian New Year, my charges. Happy Gregorian New Year. Um, it's me, Kalechi, and a blood club place to be. And you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. I hope that you had a great uh, Christmas and Christmas and now. We're in at the new year uh, Well, the Gregorian new year For me, I usually feel like Because I'm an Aries rising So I feel like my new year starts During Aries season Specifically around April Is when my new year actually starts I just think it's weird to have a new year In the winter when things are falling away Surely it would be during like springtime When things are coming back to Back to life eh, 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 Back to reality back to the hearing i don't even know if that's how it goes however you want it boom boom however you need it uh, uh, however you want it uh, yeah anyway um back to life big tune big tune um look at me already going off tangent but you know i'm here 3rd of Jan is when the tickets drop for the live show in New York, New York. Um, it'll be on C-Tickets, S-E-E-T-I-C-K-E-T-S, C-Tickets.com. Uh, or if you go on the SOB's Instagram page, they should have linked it. But also bear in mind that this is the freaking Mercury retrograde. Mercury's gone retrograde, so I'm fully... Not expecting for things to go smoothly. You know that you'll get your tickets. I'll post the link when the link's uh, up um, on C tickets. I'll post it and we just go from there. But this year, <coughs> pardon me, this year, I'm just taking it easy, just going off vibes. Um, I literally feel like that's the best thing that one can do. Trying to do anything extra is just asking for Wahala. Did I talk about going to see I Want to Dance with Somebody, that new Whitney Houston movie? I feel like the thing that I appreciated about it was that they showed that our good sis was Dighton. Um, you know, they showed that. So I thought that that was cute or whatever. Because um, I felt like they needed to honour the entirety of her kind of life and her personhood. And um, yeah, I feel like they did that a little bit, but otherwise, I feel like it just relied heavily on nostalgia, as a lot of these movies do. Like, 
the songs um, or how the songs came to be came about. Uh, yeah, that was really it. That's all I wanted to say randomly. Anyway, let's get into the tarot because I don't want to be here forever and ever. Let's do a follow up letter. Is it a follow up letter? Yeah, let me see what this follow up letter is saying. Um, thank you for sending your questions in. Continue to send your questions in. I, I mean, I get to them eventually. Um, there's just a lot, but I love all of the things that you ask about. Um, let's see here. It was quite a lengthy one. You've really sent some things all through. Am I even in the right inbox? Yes, I am. Um, you've really sent some things all throughout, which is um greatly appreciated I think that sometimes I need to stop misbehaving and just use the search bar that's here to see the things I want to see here we go hi Kalechi it says hi Kalechi congratulations on your live show and the upcoming one up north as well as your book coming out next year I'm writing as a follow-up to the letter below which I sent on May 2nd that you responded to on episode 199 on May 22nd I'm writing to thank you for the advice and to say that things indeed manifested as you said. As I'd written in the letter, I was thinking of quitting my job with no backup. Your advice from the reading was to hold out and not leave before summer, July specifically. While I was contemplating this move, I listened to another episode where you talked about negotiating with the universe, i.e. not making a big drastic move, but taking small steps towards a long-term goal. I didn't quit after all. And in July, I got an offer for another job in the same company for a role that I'd been interested in for a long time, Guangyal, which I'm enjoying much more. On the side, over the summer, I worked on a small book, a collection of four short stories, beautiful, which I just self-published. I hope this helps someone out there who might be in a similar place as I was a few months ago. I know for many creative people, we feel like we have to take a huge leap and become a starving artist. But sometimes, as you said, it's about negotiating with the universe and taking small steps. I know that this is just the first of many books for me. And one day I won't need the day job until then. For reference, these are the cards that you pulled for me. Goddess of Swords, Ace of Pentacles reversed, Son of Pentacles, God of Swords, Five of Cups and the Sun. Um, I've included the link to my book below if you'd like to have a look. Thanks again. And I pray you continue to be blessed. That's beautiful. Uh, your book is called Cradle Our Fathers, Short Stories. I will, I'll put a link to that so people can see it. Congratulations to you. And I'm always happy so so happy and thankful when the messages that come through resonate and you know it brings about something beautiful in people's lives like that's the main reason that I do this I don't believe in like doom and gloom wagga 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 like it's all about being able to bring um positivity forward um so yeah that's that I think let me get to uh the tarot message that I chose for today um not you lot. I just saw, um, never mind. I was going to say who came up. It's like, no, not you lot. Um, let's see here. Here we go. I've read that. Um, it's further up, I think. So here we go. Is it this one? No, that's a letter for later. Here we go. Drag me softly, a tarot request. 
Dearest Kelechi, before I dive in, I just want to thank you again for all that you are and all that you continue to give to the world and us baby people who adore and respect you so much. I'd been wanting to write in for a while now and kept putting it off until now. Where do I even begin? I need a little bit of guidance and advice. I turned 30 this year in March and at this point I'm at a crossroads with my life. I lost my father six years ago, sorry, and lost my mother this year in May. I'm so sorry. I didn't have a close relationship with her. In truth, I didn't really like my mother. Long story short, she was emotionally and verbally um, emotionally and verbally abusive and is the type of person whose relationships are transactional. Um, I didn't speak to my mother for two years before I learned she was dying of stage four stomach cancer. I stepped in to help with her at home, um, with her at home hospice um, at the request of my older sister, who I'm very loyal and close to. Due to being sensitive to the situation, my mother died without me ever really addressing my issues with her openly. So I'm still carrying that. At, um, her birthday just passed 25th of November and I didn't post a remembrance or acknowledgement unlike the rest of my family and sister who did. I guess I'm still holding a grudge. Recently, I was let go from my job. I was a product designer for a major company and really liked my job. It was a company I'd always wanted to work for and gave my all to it. I was prominent company-wide, having been part of the DEI committee and was in the process of starting the company's first LGBTQERG when my team went under uh, due to company hardships. My company went under, my company, what was it? My team went under due to company hardships. This was the same company I worked for while dealing with my mother's death. In the four months it took for my mother to transition, I didn't take a single day off. I was always on my game and delivered. When she passed, I only took two days off. I was always very dedicated. Now that I've been laid off, I'm at a crossroads. I'm so hard on myself and I would be lying if I said I wasn't affected by this. I've never been let go from a job and to know that this wasn't to any fault of mine is really bothering me. I'm lucky to have a supportive partner, but to me, it's the principle of not being able to uh, to provide for myself or be an equal contributor to our household. My partner thinks this is a good time for me to break away and finally put time to the projects I want to focus on and pivot to the next career path I want to do, which is travel photography. I grew up being told, go to college, get a college degree, work in a corporate job uh, for decades. I follow those rules and this is the outcome I've received. Change for me is also hard, so I'm stuck. Um, and I'd like to know if there is any advice or a tarot pool you could do to give me some guidance uh, and clarity. I'm a Pisces sun, Aquarius rising and Libra moon. Beautiful. Um, I've also attached my birth chart. Many thanks in advance. And I continue to ask spirit to protect you and your family with love, a baby girl. Thank you, baby girl. Okay. So your natal Saturn is actually in Aquarius. So you were having your Saturn return when all of this was happening. Um, you've got your natal Mars uh, in uh, Aquarius as well as your, your, your ascendant. A lot has been happening for you for between 2020. Well, started way before that. Well, let's say, <coughs> pardon me, between 2020 and now, a lot has been happening for you. A lot has shifted and um, it's for your own good. I know that sometimes it's just like, ah, fuck off. Like, 
But it truly is Saturn doesn't come through And just mash up the place Like Saturn comes through To help you first mash up the te- um, mash up the place And then restructure it In a way that's going to last you For I don't know The next 30 years or something Right So Being let go from this job will, When you look back on it In like seven years You'll realise it was the best thing To ever, ever, ever happen to you It needed to happen Because you weren't going to do it And that's what Saturn will come along and do Like like it'll come and change the things That you swore you couldn't live without That you swore that you were fine with And it's like Hold on, one card just came out for you already Um, And it's like, no There's better Saturn, like all of us praise All of us uh, praise Jupiter. We praise Jupiter all the time. Sky's daddy. I love me some Jupiter in it. But credit needs to be given to Saturn because Saturn is actually the planet that's like, you. Let, if we get this done, you're good forever. Like you're good. Like let's get this done. Whereas everyone's like, oh, Jupi, 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 because Jupi comes with like lots of abundance, lots of gifts, but it can also be excess. And Jupiter isn't helping you with structure. Jupiter just comes in as like, boom, 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 have everything magnified. Yay. And that's that. Whereas Saturn is like, how could we just make sure that your blessings have a place to, they they have a home in your life? How, how do we do that? So discipline is always so worth it, um, you know, so worth it. Um, just pulling your cards for you now. Um, and thank you for sharing because I know it, uh, having compli- uh, complicated emotions around mothers can be so, so hard. Um, especially when other people are like, oh, but that's your mom. You should X, Y, Z and you should shut up. Um, you know, you're allowed to feel the things that you feel and um and for life to hold space for that and big up your partner for encouraging you to look at the this opportunity as a way for you to focus on the things you do want to do in terms of travel photography because you really should uh oh okay oh the message is coming through for you girl um hold on just making sure Got all your messages for you Okay let's get into it Alright so The first card you've got Is the six of cups in reverse Then you've got the devil card in reverse And then you've got the eight of pentacles In reverse This is not all uh, A one time hit Your uh, your mum's passing And your feelings around it um, I would definitely recommend Therapy No longer recommending better help But would definitely recommend Therapy because we've got the six of cups um, here There is so much to work through In the ways in which you were unmothered When you were growing up And um, there's a part of the anger And rage that you feel towards her That you kind of turn in on yourself In various regards And one of the ways I feel like you kind of turn the That uh, lack of stability Or that lack of um, feeling That that lack of security Uh, Means that you stay in situations Longer than you should And your working environment Was one of those things Like yes You were enjoying it But there was also An element of that 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 meant that You weren't channeling your energy In ways that you should And look at that You have to be way less loyal To institutions and authorities You were there showing up Never taking a day off Doing this, doing that But when it came time to, To let people go What did they do? Exactly they let you go, let you go. Didn't want your product designing no more. Honestly, 
you're too talented, baby. You're too talented and you're way too cute for the fuckery them. Like that showed you that no matter how loyal and how much of yourself and your heart you give to certain dynamics, they that you will not get that loyalty back. So, I mean, that useless um, ghost guy that likes to beat people, he said these hoes ain't loyal. And he wasn't lying. These institutions and corporations, they are not loyal. And thus, they, but yet they require the ultimate amount of loyalty from us. How do we juggle this? Is there a way that you can freelance with your product design um, expertise? Is there a way that you can do things that allows you to do the things that you want to do in terms of travel photography? Because I feel like for you, it is a, um, a situation of like going um, traveling and finding the pieces of yourself, picking up the pieces of yourself uh, throughout the centuries, throughout the lives, and and bringing them back together to make them whole. Um, the other card you got because I've got a new deck of cards called Hidden Truth. Um, what's it called? The Hidden Truth Oracle deck. It's very cute. And the card that came out for you and your mum, uh, or the, the hidden truth basically tells you the thing that they, they wish that they could tell you, whoever it is, what they wish that they could tell you. And the card that you got was we need to let each other go. And I think that that is so important. But you have to let her go because what's tied to her is the mother that she could not be. You, you need to grieve the mother that she was. And also the mother that she could not be for you because it's holding you hostage. That aspect of things is holding you hostage. Like it's almost like the, the complicated feelings that you have around her passing is because it's like you would have liked a sorry. You would have liked for things to have been different. You would have, you know, liked for things, <coughs> pardon me, to change. Um, and so when that's not going to happen, what happens now, you know, and you also don't have to be harsh on yourself for being there for her in her final months, because there's an element of like, oh, well, she didn't deserve it. But sometimes in life, we don't do the things that people necessarily deserve because of all the fuckery that they've done. We're just doing the things that karmically we are called to do. Um, and again, it's making peace with that. And just, you know, having a sort of detachment with that as well. The card that comes out from the Dickhead in Recovery Affirmation card deck is throwing hands is a different ministry to the ministry I'm choosing today. Peace. That's all spirit wants for you. That's what your spirit guides want for you. They want you to have that sense of peace. This isn't about working extra hard because we've got the ace of pentacles in reverse it's not about working extra hard and throwing yourself into something else to show the dedication and loyalty that you felt like you didn't have from her growing up and then you're showing it to institutions and corporations they don't deserve that motherfucking shit they don't your partner probably does your family members that you care about probably do but not work environments um there's so much that you want to give to others to show how competent 
and talented you are, but you could take that and do things that allow you to call the shots. Maybe 2023 isn't necessarily about being an employee in that sense. Maybe be a consultant, maybe just consider other avenues where, you know, you're the one that leaves. And I know that um, that sense of like rejection can um, trigger so many feelings as well um, in terms of uh, feeling abandoned by your mother. So like you said, you haven't been let go from a job before. So it might make you, like I said, turn inwards, uh, turn that rage, rage inwards on yourself and be like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or after everything I did, this is what they did. Remember that rejection or perceived rejection is a redirection back to self. They, whether they have their reasons for um, downsizing the team and doing whatever, whatever the hell that they were doing, but what they did was necessary for you to do what you need to do, and so you can get on with your things. Um, and you can't hold on to that and be and let that be part of the narrative of you being let go or you not being worthy of love or you not being worthy of. Um, you know, someone sticking around. Uh, I pray for your mum in the, uh, you know, in the next realm. And I hope that in that realm, she can make amends and she can do things that, um, and heal in a way that she wasn't while enclosed in the human body that she inhabited while she was in this physical realm. And I feel like maybe that's all you can do for her in all, in the process of letting her go. Just pray that as she goes on on her journey, that now not being confined to a physical body, that she can do the healing the, the, to the for the wounds or um, around the wounds that caused her to not be able to be the mother that she should have been to you and then leave her to it and then you continue on your path. Um, so yeah, I pray that that resonates with you. Um, yeah, that's that for the tarot and I will now... Um, big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are ExpressVPN. This podcast episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. This is so random, but apart from um, talking about this ad, I really want to eat um, Nigerian, you know, like party fried rice and uh, boiler chicken. That's fried as well. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with what I was going to talk about. Um, did you ever read the fine print that appears when you start browsing in incognito mode? I bet some of you aren't. It says that your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school or your internet service provider. How can they then call it incognito? So to really stop people from seeing the sites that you visit, maybe it's to look up somewhere where you can eat fried rice and um, boiler chicken. You need to do what I do and use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi, a coffee shop, a hotel, or even at your parents' house. With that ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network. And that's still true even when you're in incognito mode. Do you want your parents to be seeing what you're looking at and some random person at a hotel looking at how many times you've gone and checked a particular shoe and a particular bag, please. Anyway, what's more, your home internet provider can also see and record your browsing data. And if you're in the US, they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that 
private. ExpressVPN works on all of your devices and is super easy to use. The app literally has one button. You tap it to connect and your browsing activity is secure from prying eyes. So stop letting strangers evade your privacy online. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash straws. Um, so that's you using my link, expressvpn.com slash straws to get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash straws. Go there to learn more. Anyway, let's get to share your magnificence. Okay, so first on this week's Share Your Magnificence, it says here, Dear Kalechi, first of all, thank you for sharing your magnificence as often as you do. I would like to nominate these two women, Cheyenne Delmar and her cousin Mika Curry, who tracked down a kidnapper, then the missing baby. They deserve recognition for their incredible work. I hope you are having a lovely holiday. Thank you for sending that through. Um, It says here, a chance encounter and a mother's intuition, how two indie women helped find missing Ohio twin. A chance encounter outside of an Indianapolis gas station started a series of events that would lead to the capture of a suspected kidnapper and the discovery of a missing five-month-old baby, according to the women who helped to solve the case. Indianapolis police have declined to share the details about how investigating officers found baby Case and Thomas, who went missing on Monday in Columbus, Ohio with his twin brother when a woman took their mother's running car with them in the back seat. The other child, um, Kaya Thomas, was found by a passerby early Tuesday morning in a parking lot of the Dayton International Airport. Um, <coughs> Indianapolis resident Cheyenne De- um, Delmar said she bought toys from a woman who was hanging out <coughs> at a Northwest Indianapolis gas station Tuesday. Delmar then agreed to give the woman a ride to a store. After dropping the woman off, Delmar shared the story and a video she'd taken of the woman with her cousin Mika Curry, and they realised the woman seemed eerily similar to the Columbus, Ohio kidnapping suspect being shown in the news. Following what they chalk up to motherly intuition and sleuthing, the 27-year-old women um, followed their instincts and decided to take action. Police radio communications, social media posts and what little authorities have released about the case lineup uh, with what Delmar and her cousin, um, well, have released about the case line up with what Delmar and her cousin told Indie Star. Delmar said she went uh, she met the woman who called herself May, bought toys from her and then gave her a ride to a family dollar down the street when the woman started acting erratically. Delmar recorded video um of her recorded a video of her on her phone on Wednesday Delmar pulled out her video when she saw several mugshots of Naila T Jackson 24 on Facebook that triggered her memory of the strange woman the day before Delmar compared the images from her phone to the mugshot of Jackson and said she noticed similarities but didn't want to jump to conclusions she asked her family and friends for their input I I wanted to just verify uh, before I got her locked up one of those family members was Curry, and once they were more convinced, they hatched a plan to get May into the hands of the authorities. Um, Delmar and the woman had exchanged phone numbers during their car ride, and later, Wednesday, Delmar said she got a call from May about purchasing more items. Unsure what to do with her newfound information, Delmar didn't immediately answer the call. But on Thursday morning, she called her back about the purchases. They arranged to meet at a residence, and Delmar, who was convinced by then that the woman was the uh, suspect on the news. 
brought curry with her. Delmar and Curry said they came up with a plan to take the woman to the store and call police to arrest her there so they wouldn't be traced as the people who called her in. First, the cousins called Columbus Police, who told them to call the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. When they called Indianapolis police, the women struggled to get the point across that they believed Jackson was in their car. They got frustrated and hung up and took the woman to several more stores, hoping she would shoplift and draw authorities' attention. They worried taking her to a police station might cause her to run. Curry said throughout the shopping trips, she made calls to, de- uh, to the detectives trying to relay all the information she received from her cousin about their belief May was the suspected kidnapper. At one point, the police called while the women were in the car, the cousin said. Not wanting to tip off the woman, Curry said she pretended to be talking to a friend and indicated they were driving on the I-65 South. The woman said police found their car and conducted a traffic stop. May at that point went quiet. The woman said Curry... Uh, the woman said Curry said a police officer initially seemed skeptical about whether it was Jackson and and said they should take her to a shelter Curry said she showed police a screenshot of Jackson's mugshot and after comparing the woman in the car the officer decided she in fact appeared to be Jackson and took her into custody about 2 p.m on Thursday at that point that was a relief Curry said the cousin's Um, actions leading to the traffic stop were commended by detectives in Columbus investigating the case. You guys did fantastic. A detective wrote in an email reviewed by Indy Star that Curry received at 3.33 p.m. Wow, 333 um, on Thursday. Because of your help, we are so much closer to finding that baby. Nearly two hours before police um, announced Jackson's arrest, Curry posted to Facebook, she's in custody and a baby is not found. Aware that temperatures were about to plunge into sub-zero territory, the cousins knew they had to turn their attention to finding the baby. In the back seat, they found their first clue. May had left behind a bus schedule. Since the stolen Honda that Jackson is accused of driving was um, of driving also was missing, they decided to trace the bus route and look for vehicles covered in snow that would indicate the car hadn't moved in a while. At that point, a dangerous winter storm was on the brink of reaching Indianapolis and snow had started falling. The first stop was 16th Street and then they drove to a shopping centre in Speedway and checked out several cars there without success. The women were about to give up, they said, and were hungry. Yeah, and they were getting hungry. They saw Papa John's on Indiana Avenue and were thinking about getting food when they saw a Honda in a parked lot covered in snow. Curry said she ran to the car and saw baby's legs in the back seat and a baby's face in the rear view mirror, and her heart began racing, knowing this had to be the ve- uh, the vehicle. The back door was locked, and she feared the worst after hearing no sound. Delmar said she saw a couple uh, of officers inside a blaze pizza nearby and rushed to tell them about the baby. We've been alerted that the missing child may be located over here at the vehicle at 10th and Indiana, an officer is heard saying at about 6.40pm in police radio communications. Seconds um, later, we have custody of the child that's missing. As officers were relaying the information to dispatchers, women can be uh, heard in the background screaming with relief. At that point, we didn't believe we really did this. We really did the unthinkable, Curry said. Indianapolis police announced on Twitter at 9.24pm Thursday the child had been found. Accompanying the tweet was a photo of Sergeant Sean Anderson holding baby Kaysen inside a, a Papa John's. Delmar can be seen in the background. Um, what an incredible story. I need a movie. I need a movie of this because this is another reason 
why police are fucking useless. Because these women literally had to convince you to do your job. They had to convince you to do your job. Big up yourself, Cheyenne and Mika, for doing the job that the police should have been doing. And this is why we're saying that. When people talk about abolishing the police, this is what they're talking about replacing them with. Not that everyday people now need to be doing sleuthing up and down, up and down. But they took it upon themselves to be like, we're going to solve this. And it's almost like they fell into it by accident, but then committed to the thing and they saved that little baby's life. They saved that little baby's life. Meanwhile, they're having to convince the police to do their job. And then and the annoying part for me was when I was seeing all of this on Twitter, they were talking about, oh, how well done to the police for solving this. You didn't solve a motherfucking thing. You didn't solve a motherfucking thing. It was these two women that solved it. You didn't do a motherfucking thing. They had to convince you to actually do your job. How about that? So two slaps on you lot's chest, man. That's amazing. And I'm so glad that the baby is okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, who else do I have here for Sherry Magnificence? Um, it's probably the one I kept going back and forth over. This is, is it this one? No, that's another one. Here we go. <coughs> Hello, Kelechi. I wanted to send you a warm hearted email, albeit late, but I've got Jamaican blood in my veins. So it's not late, even though I'm born in this bad vibes, England. Ha <laughs> ha. In 2020, I benefited from a couple of readings from you in the midsummer and autumn. I was battling, now I can see that, with negative energy neighbours who didn't wash their chicken and were in my business and feeling trapped and overwhelmed, coupled with a mad job that just feeling like I was living in a fishbowl without the hope of ever being flushed down the loo in uh, a year or two. Uh, yeah, of ever being flushed down from you in a year or two. As a black woman living in this UK, it's bare challenging and without the release of being able to mash up people who frankly deserve it, I was defo on the edge. The readings focused on trusting spirit, not catastrophizing every scenario and feeling empowered to self-care and not allowing my power to be taken by others rather than running up and down after people who didn't give me a second thought. I listened multiple times to really deep what the uh, reading was communicating to me. As I slowed my life down and moved through events with me at the centre, I found solutions which were always in me and got brave to act. I became more, and I hate the term, but guarded. And since 2020 to 2021 allowed people to be distant. I used that as my time to grow. I got bare counselling, journaled the shit out of my feelings, rewired my behaviour, joined all kinds of online groups so my screen was full of women who looked like me. I was fired up to change my life. Roll through in 2022, I moved home, became more mindful of me and my circumstances and generally decided not to waste the precious existence spirit has given me. What prompted me to email was re-listening to my August 2020 reading and my October 2020 reading. Ras, you never know how, um, never know where life is going to lead you. In August 2020, I was at one of my lowest, though seemingly functioning well, points and going into that autumn, I didn't know what the hell I was doing except working and sleeping just. But fast forward, August 2022, I moved into my new home and going into autumn 2020, uh, 2022, I'm the most excited I've been in decades. 
I wanted to thank you so, so much for allowing the opportunity for readings back then. It wasn't an easy journey, but worth it all. You'll never know how much you do collectively for people like me. And that's why I wanted to really say thank you. I listened to your podcast too, with my Start Your Motors being, with Start Your Motors being my fave. I get my updates from you because I still, I've still not let go of the farce of 2020. I'm working on that. I'm grateful for the energy you put into the podcast and all the other bits, sending you all the beautiful energy and thanking you again. You are my share your magnificence. Thank you so much. You're my share your magnificence. Big up yourself. Two slaps on your chest. Right. I know that when we receive messages during readings, it's so difficult to action sometimes. Like, you know, when you're going through, you're going through it. And then a motherfucking reader has the cheek to say to you, our oh, spirit says, just hold on a bit longer. Girl, if you don't get the fuck, if you don't get the fuck, okay? It can feel like that sometimes. But the message isn't going to change. You know, sometimes we're looking for a fairy tale. We're looking for a woo-woo sort of like, boom, the situation sorted sort of thing. I'm always saying that, like, we are the best love stories we're going to have in our lives, right? And nobody's coming to save us. We're going to have to save ourselves. And usually at the time that these messages come, we're vexed because it's just like, what do you mean? Like, so nothing's going to change unless I change? Fuck that. But honestly and truly, as you see the things start to metamorphosize around you, you're like, I did that. There is no better feeling. like, And I told you, 2022, I've been going through it for years. I would say, really, when my career was picking up, a lot of things just started doing basketball with me. And I went through so much, like specifically from around 2016. Woo, Chile. Been going through it. But the more I level up, the more I do the things that's required of me to show up as authentically and as fully as I can in this life, I see the rewards that come my way. Not just the material things, but the sense of of confidence and the sense of like loving myself and being like, rah, you're a bad man. You're an actual bad man. And, And I love that for you. I love the fact that you know, we, we got to look at that window of 2020 to 2022 and see how your life changed, but it changed because you changed. It changed because you changed and then you refused to give up on, um, on materializing and, and bringing forth the whole version of you. And the more that you do that, the more that great, great things will find you. I know it. I know it on God. I know it. Right. And that's why I'm encouraging everybody this 2023, the main thing you have to do is just show up more as you don't worry about the other shit because actually they'll fall in line. The more that you show up as, as yourself, the more that you show up as yourself, they will, you know? And I mean, me personally, I've sent an email to the most high, you know, I'm not one of your strongest soldiers. Do not call me. Do not text me. Do not WhatsApp me. I don't want to know. Kelechi, my child, fuck off with all due respect. G my big G in the sky, don't call on me, yeah, I'm not always there when you call, and I sure as hell won't be on time, so save all of your all, for all of your baby, other soldiers, leave me alone, leave me alone, and I'll say that, and the trials will come, and I'll be like, all right, cool, let's go, but honestly, I feel this sense of, you know, it was great for me to take that break that I took from recording a podcast, and just giving myself time to 
um, shift gears or to to uh, to uh, live in the shifting of gears, right? And I think this whole year I haven't had any therapy. I haven't. But it's been amazing because I've utilized all the tools that I've gained in the years and years and years that I've been going to therapy. And that's been exhilarating. Not that, not that it's been easy. Some points I was just like low as fuck, but like what I realized was like, again, nobody's coming to save me. So what am I going to do in this situation? And that That is the real success. That is the feeling that we're all holding out for. When you look at your life and you're like, I mean that. I did that. I did all of this. Everything that's around me right now, with the help of my guides, I did this. And nobody can say, they can take. I don't know that the rest of the Mariah Carey song. But um, they can't take that away from me. And they can't take that away from you. So that's what you should be aiming for. That in fact, you don't want anybody to come and save you. Of course, you're willing to accept help here and there to do the things that you need to do because no man is an island. But ultimately, there's no one coming riding on a horse to come and do the things that they that you need to do for you. Um, that's important to know. So there's that. And then my next Shea Magnificence, final Shea Magnificence is Jonah Hands, I think his name is. Um, a young boy that does crochet and I just think he's absolutely adorable. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's, is he self-taught? He's, let me see. I'm just reading his website. Um, continue. He, he has a website called, um, Jonah Hands, J-O-N-A-H-H-A-N-D-S.com. And he teaches crochet. Jonah Hands at age five, I taught myself how to crochet. By age 11, people around the world noticed my crochet abilities, both in complexity and my speed. I'm currently designing my own items, giving back to the community and spreading the love of crochet around the world. I call my business Jonah's Hands LLC because every piece of work is touched by my hands. He's even got a library somewhere in Africa, um, in Ethiopia. Um, That's what it says here. Um, Roots Ethiopia partners with communities in Ethiopia to turn local ideas into lasting change. They work together to improve schools, educate children, enable livelihoods and include everyone. Donating to Roots Ethiopia is just one of the ways I like to give back. They help families in the region where I was born and that's very special to me. Also, if you'd like to help me and my family return to Ethiopia to see the library slash science lab I built and to meet the children in my birth village who use uh, those new facilities, please consider donating to my GoFundMe. Thank you, Crochet Friends. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember to, pro, uh, to put the link in the show notes. Let me just give myself a note to add his GoFundMe. I just think he's so, Jonah's Hands is what it's called. Um, Hands is clearly not his last name. Um, let me add it here, um, share GoFundMe. I think he's just so lovely. He is mad fast. Like knitting is one thing I've really, really wanted to do. Don't send me any links. Don't send me anything. Because sometimes I'll say I want to do something. <coughs> and you lot will be like, here you go. La, 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 la. I appreciate it. Leave me alone. I'll start in my own time. But I've always wanted to knit. I just, because let me tell you something. 
The reason I want to knit is not because I want to gift anybody any motherfucking thing. I just want to be able to crochet myself a, a disgusting or fucking disgusting pom pom short. I want to be able to crochet myself a sickening pom pom short that is perfectly, perfectly designed around my pom. Because when people don't have fat pums, they don't know. Big up on my fat pom pom people, them. Anyway, that's by the by. What I'm saying is that I'll design my crochet pom pom shorts. So they can perfectly enclose and embrace. And I'm not putting that dutty stinking seam right in the middle that gives you camel toe. And I'll do some cute colors. And I want to make a crochet one piece as well. That's perfectly fitting my torso. All right. That's what I want to do. So that's why I want to crochet. Because I want a serious, disgusting pom pom short. That's that. Um, But no, Jonah is mad fast. He made something and he was like, oh, this took me like, um, I don't know, three hours to, I said three hours, three hours, 30 years. I'll still be there. I will still be there. People like collect you. Do you want extra help? Fuck off. Leave me alone. 30 years. Me, I'll still be there. So two slaps on your chest, Jonah. It's amazing that you make such beautiful crochet and may you crochet on little Bubba crochet on. Um, so that's that for share your magnificence. Uh, so we might as well get into the horrendous. Oh no, sorry, I was about to leave. I'm just gonna pop quickly from Ethiopia to Somalia. Um, big up yourself, uh, the Somali nationalist. I mean, you might be doing other things. I don't know. I'm only speaking specifically about this situation. But big up yourself for hacking Piers Morgan's Twitter account. Two slaps on your chest, King. Thank you so much. It's what the people wanted. The spirit of uh, discombobulation to really enter Piers Morgan's life in this 2023 is what I pray for. I want spirit to do basketball with him in every manner possible. That is what he needs. Um, And so big up yourself for hacking his page and tweeting all manners of nonsense. Um, It's, 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 it was, it's beautiful. It's the kind of chaos that I welcome for this 2023. Thanks so much. Um, so yeah, from that moving into So You Mad, Nick Cannon, at this point, I guess that that's what one would call um, his testicles. It is in fact, they are in fact cannons because they keep shooting out, shooting out them babies, shooting them out. Because this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, Nicholas Cannon. Is even Nicholas Cannon? I don't even know again, but what you're doing is highly irresponsible. It says here, Nick Cannon welcomes his 12th child to the world. This will be his and Alyssa Scott's second baby together. Congrats to them. Um, Nick Cannon is a father for the 12th time. The Masked Singer host and Alyssa Scott welcomed their second baby together, daughter Halo Marie Cannon, on Wednesday, December 14th. The model announced the news via her Instagram page on Thursday, marking the arrival of Cannon's 12th child and Scott's third. Um, She wrote, our lives are forever changed. Um, That's her caption. Um, With an emotional video reflecting on welcoming their daughter just a year after the death of the pair's son, Zen. Oh, sorry about that. Zen is in every breath I take. I know his spirit was with us in the room that morning. I know he's watching down on us. He shows me signs every day. I will hold his memory forever. 
She added, I'll remember the sound of Nick's voice saying it's a girl and the look of everything we've been through flash across his face. I'll remember the sound of her crying out with her first breath and feeling her heartbeat against mine. My sweet girl, I got my surprise. We love you, Halo Marie Cannon. Congrats to them both. Um, I mean, all the empathy for, you know, losing Zen. I really feel that. That would be more understandable if this was the only child that Nick Cannon has been making. 12 children, 12 children. Your friends don't want to tell you that you're irresponsible. I heard that Akon, was it Akon that came forward the other day? <coughs> Talking about, oh, yeah, um, I don't see anything wrong with what he's doing. He doesn't have to be at the recitals to be a good dad or whatever, whatever. And this is it. You are all such shit fathers. You're all just shit fathers that even a bare minimum, you're not, you're now saying it's not necessary because patriarchal society has allowed you to believe that are, oh, well, as long as you pop up once every four months, that's enough. That's, and you're sending money. That's you being a present father. Stop ruining the future generation. Stop ruining them because they're going to grow up and they're going to have these complexes around not having you present. And that's unfair. Strap up, bitch. Strap up. So um, I just wanted to share that because um, Nick Testicles needs to calm down. Um, anyway, another from one baby father situation to another baby father situation, this time with Lakeith Stanfield, which is um, very, very interesting to me. So, um, 22 hours ago at this point I don't know Yeah I'm recording this on a Sunday Um, There's somebody um, There's a woman What's her name? She calls herself I think Let me see what her name is Tyler Her name is Tyler Hurd She's now protected her page Um, Very cute girl 24 Interesting Years old She's an artist I've watched her TikToks She paints some really, really beautiful She's, you know, she's the kind of black girl That you would expect Lakeith Stanfield to go for Proper arty, very cute, you know, slim Just like does her own thing You can tell she's got Pisces placements It's very cute Anyway, she posted uh, that She really feels a weight lifted off her shoulders Because she's tired of being his secret family. So to cut a long story short, uh, Lakeith Stanfield has um, a few months old baby with this girl, Tyler. And um, why it's bunning Tyler is because he's recently become engaged to his uh, most recent girlfriend that apparently he's known for just about five months. And so this is upsetting to her that you're not seeing your child, but you're going on holidays and you're proposing to your babes. And I mean, I could genuinely see how that's causing her a lot of pain I don't know if he's got another child I didn't really look into it like that Because you know I'm not in the celebrity's business like that But, and this isn't even a case of shaming, right? But sometimes this stuff happens when you get with men with grub grub nails Don't you remember that magazine cover or that magazine feature And he just had bare dirt in his nails Like If a man cannot care for his nails, how will he care for a child? How? How? 
So I feel for you, Tyler. And, you know, she posted a video where you see Lakeith interacting with the baby, doing all this, doing all that. Idiots were like, oh, but this is him being present. So what's her problem? And she's like, well, even it might look that way from the way that I cut up the video. But these are the very, very few times that he has seen this baby. The very few times. Doesn't make time to see the child, but you're parading up and down with your new boo. Um, Somebody said, well, you know, at least all of this is happening with black women. And... I have no comment about that. So I just felt I'd share that, that Grub Grub Nails um, is, uh, has a child with this woman and hasn't really been seeing her. Um, So you wanted to keep that family private, quote unquote, while being um, openly engaged. I could just see how it hurt her feelings. I can definitely see that. Um, Somebody wrote here The girl has been forced to delete her video That is bad She's 24 Clearly being the best mother she can possibly be to a beautiful girl The video was tastefully made She didn't bash him She just said she wasn't going to hide anymore And basically now she's been pushed back into hiding Now I'm not saying that um, Celebrities need to come and tell us Every single thing that they're doing with with their lives That's not what she's saying She's saying that he's not a present father that's a, in fact, let us know so they can be shamed because maybe shame is what, what's necessary for you to, for you to fulfill your roles. Maybe, but maybe she, sometimes shame works, you know, but instead it's her now that's kind of gone back and people are like, oh, well, why is she bringing it up? There's nothing like a baby mother that sees the guy happy and thriving for them to now start bringing up ways that you're a deadbeat and rare, rare, rare. I don't know the ins and outs. All I know is grub, grub nails, do better, just do better. Um, so that's that, um, about grub, grub nails. Now let's look at, um, where is he? uh, Molester penis. Oh, what did I read about molester penis? Here we go. It says here, uh, Prince Andrew, sex abuse accuses gagging order is due to be lifted within weeks. The out of court settlement between Prince Andrew and his accuser, Virginia Dufresne, in case the girlies have forgotten, reportedly worth around £9.8 million, contained a 12-month gagging clause, which will reportedly come to an end in late February. Woo! I love it. A gagging clause signed by Prince Andrew and his um, sex abuse accuser, Virginia Dufresne, is due to be lifted in the coming months, it's reported. The Duke of York, the grand old Duke of Nantes. Um, anyway, The Duke of York stepped down from royal duties and the late Queen stripped him of his military affiliations and patronages in the wake of a sex scandal last year. Miss Dufresne alleged she was sexually abused by Prince Andrew in three locations. The first at Ghislaine Maxwell's, or is it Ghislaine Maxwell's house, um, London home, then Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan uh, townhouse and the Virgin Islands. He denied the allegations against him and later came to an out-of-court settlement, reportedly worth around £9.8 million with his accuser. The settlement is not an admission of guilt and Prince Andrew continues to deny any wrongdoing. Um, And what does it say here? 
Prince Andrew's tell-all £28 memoir spare to be sold for as little as £8 in Tesco. That's so normal. Fuck off as if you don't know the way that publishing works. Anyway, the agreement contained a 12-month gagging clause, which will come to an end in late February. A friend of the Duke previously said, if you're going to go for legal resolution at those sorts of prices, then you want silence. But what we've got is silence for the Platinum Jubilee. Although the exact terms of the deal are not yet known, it is believed that Ms. Frey may have agreed not to speak about the Duke publicly or repeat her accusations about him. It comes just days after it was reported that King Charles is throwing the Duke of York out of Buckingham Palace. Girl, no, I didn't know that. Woo, the tea. Anyway, we know that Pluto is about to go into Aquarius. It's going to pop in during 2023. It's going to pop back out, go back into Capricorn and then come back in 2024. And it's going to be there for t- about 20 years, right? The last time that we had Pluto in Aquarius, we had the French Revolution. We had the American Higgy Hagar of independence that them man were doing. So I really feel like in the next 20 years, due to Pluto being an Aquarius, the monarchy is done out. It is done out. Okay, they will be left in disgrace. They will be left in tatters. And me personally, I cannot wait because what will I then do? I'm running for presidency around the age of 51. All right, then. Anyway, let's get back to the things. I did not know that um, Sausage Hands was trying to kick him out. I didn't know that. Anyway, um, it's unclear what will happen to the staff in his office at the palace. Skeleton staff will remain uh, thereafter. He stepped down from his public duties following the fallout from his disastrous BBC interview with Emily Matlis when he was questioned about his friendship with Epstein. Um, In an effort to repair what is left of his reputation, Andrew is reportedly recruiting a new communication team and will be expected to foot the bill. A source said, any presence at the palace is officially over. The king has made it clear he isn't a working royal. He's on his own. But he was saying that, but didn't he put him as second in command in case he, like, uh, Casey Free becomes too ill to do anything? That's what I heard. Um, Prince Andrew, meanwhile, what's it? Meanwhile, the Duke's older brother is said to be shouldering the costs of his security. So you can pay for um the grand old duke of nantes you can pay for his security but you couldn't pay for your son's security with his wife and his children very interesting prince andrew will lose the privilege of protection from the met police which is paid for by the public as he does not perform royal duties instead private security will reportedly take over the disgraced prince's protection at a cost of around three million pounds a year which is believed to be paid for by the monarch um Norman Baker, former Home Office Minister and Privy Council member said um, or previously told how armed protection has always been a status symbol for the likes of Prince Andrew. He added, we shouldn't pay for Andrew's or Harry's security or any member of the royal family that carries out no public duties. Fair enough. Um, Anyway, that's very interesting. It's not over. Um, It's not over for Andrew. And I love that this is now being reported that that gag order is coming to an end and you better report on what Virginia Dufresne has to say thereafter. Imagine paying £9.8 million and it doesn't even guarantee you the fact that the person's going to shut the fuck up. It doesn't. And I love that. 
Because what's done in the dark or what's done at uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's house, the Manhattan house of Jeffrey, um, Jeffrey Epstein or the Virgin Islands will eventually come to the light. You dirty, dirty, stinking molester, you pedophile. Whatever happens to you now, good. Bring it on. Bring it on. And that's why they're already starting to distance themselves from him because KC3 knows that he is he is literally hanging. You know, he's hanging by a thread. Right. He's getting eggs dashed at him every which way. Right. They, there's so much going on for Casey three. He doesn't now need his brother, uh, his brother's nonsery on top to cause him extra wahala. And that just goes back to some of you lot that are going to the palace, going to accept, accept the awards that you're going to go and um, take from these places. You don't need to come to Twitter to write a thread to tell us why you went and accepted the things, especially you anti-racism girlies. And boyos, we don't care. Just take your thing and step over to the left. Just step over. Because all of this, oh no, you know, my ancestors and my ancestors' wildest dreams, and they would have wanted this for me. They would have wanted this for you? Were your ancestors on crack? They would have wanted this for you? Let's all be fucking for real. Okay, 2023, let's all be fucking for real because this is ridiculous. Just accept your empire trinkets and shut up. Stop trying to explain to us why you did it. Stop trying to tell me how you ended up at the palace. How can you be talking about anti-racism, anti-racism, but the palace will invite you and you'll start running. You'll be running there like a Christmas goat. Move, man. Um... Or after all of that slavery colonization, all of that, that's where they'll find you still going there to go and kiki. What do you have to kiki with Casey Free or any of that elk or any of that family? What do you have to kiki and haha with them about? Look at the look at the caliber of people that they're also giving these awards to. Those are that's the mix that you want to be in. That's the mix that you want to be in. <laughs> uh, let me not say my own, because if I say my own, they'll say that I'm saying. If I talk, they'll say that I'm talking So let me just face my front Um, My final So You Mad Says here that Benedict Cumberbatch The actor um, Benedict Cumberbatch's family Could be forced to pay reparations to Barbados For running a slave plantation on the island In the 18th and 19th century When the plantation was forced to close His family were given £6,000 in compensation in today's money, that's £3.6 million. Woo, Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange, you cannot bend this reality. The multiverse of fuckery is in full effect. The multi-plantation of oppression and colonization is now coming to your realization. I find it funny that his mum said to him that, he, or was it his mum? Somebody said, I, I read somewhere that, um, they encouraged him to change his last name when he was, you know, going to acting school or whatever else. And he insisted on just keeping his surname. And I just think that that is very callous of the mother or whoever advised him of that, because they were very happy to try to hide that history while still benefiting from it. I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch, I would hope that he would understand why reparations need to be paid. Um, yes, reparations need to go to the government. Um, they need to find a way to get the money out there to the people of Barbados in one way or another. Um, if they can trace the families that um, were held as slaves on his um, the Cumberbatch's plantation, they should also get some things. Okay. 
that's what should happen especially because if it had not been for that money he would not have built the career that he built he wouldn't um Lorraine King wrote here it irks the hell out of me that slave owners were compensated but not the actual slaves and this is one of the reasons why old money has allowed some families to enjoy a privileged life for, for generations um so yeah we all want to know we all want to know and um Lionel Shriver or whatever her name is that fucking prick um talking about oh um demanding reparations is going to be uh catastrophic for race relations if asking for what i deserve as a result of the depravity of your ancestors is going to cause you and me to fall out then we were always meant to fall out but what you need to realize is i'm going to beat you up this time i'm going to beat you up okay so all this fear mongering about oh but you know, it was long ago and we all just need to move on. But again, there are certain demographics that you lot do not say that to. You lot do not say that to them. But for somehow black people just move on, move on while you're still in this current day and age benefiting from all of the fuckery that you did. Ha. Like I said, 2023, you might need to get beaten up. Um, and I just don't know why um, they're offended by having this conversation and a lot of, uh, white families who probably still live in Barbados are going to be very stressed, very upset, very angry, but you owe the money. You owe the money because your, your people, your family had the audacity, the temerity, the goal to enslave black people and have them running those plantations for you. And then when all of that was told to cease, you still benefited. You got money, not the enslaved people. Your family got money. So we need to have the redistribution of wealth immediately. Don't try and go and hide the money in no next islands or whatever. Pay up, ho. Do that. Open your purse. 2023, open your purse. Um, And yeah, I'd like to see what Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch has to say about this And how he plans to encourage his family To do the right thing Even if they ain't Spike Lee um, But that's that I feel like that's all I wanted to say for So You Mad um, Yeah, I feel like that's all I had to say For So You Mad I'm just laughing because I just saw um, A video that I posted on Twitter People are really having conversations around it. I saw this uh, American woman talking on TikTok about how she's currently in Ghana and um, the UK Ghanaian guys and Nigerian guys are really sassy and essentially they're bad vibes. Like they're really, really rude. And I'm like, but can you see how you lot are disgracing yourself outside? Because before it would be like, oh, Kelechi's so mean, Kelechi's this, Kelechi's that. But can you now see how you're disgracing yourself outside? They did not mention any of the Caribbean man them. In, in the black Brits in the black Brit space they said specific they didn't mention the Zimbabweans they didn't mention the Congolese they didn't mention the Ivorians they didn't mention the Senegalese they didn't mention any of that they said Nigerian and Ghanaian UK guys that you guys are saucy that you guys are spicy and you're rude eh rude go eh ni manas that's what they said about you look at your name look at your reputation is traveling and it's not even traveling in a good way. And you, why I believe that you lot are upset? Because you don't want to wash your nyash. You don't want to wash your bonbon. 
So you're walking around frustrated, angry with the world because crust of poo is rubbing and rubbing and rubbing in between your ass cheeks, starting a fire. And you don't want to address that. And so you're just angry with women. You're just rude to women anyhow. And now see how your reputation is preceding you. It's preceding you. Your infamy is preceding you. All because you're a fair foidy. You don't want to wash bomb. You don't want to wash nash. And this is why you're here looking ridiculous. And now everyone's calling you bad vibes. They don't call the Brit babes bad vibes. They love the bright eye underneath makeup. They love the way that the Brit babes laid their wigs. Like the Brit babes, their reputation is thriving. It's you lot and your unwashed bum cracks and your salty, salty nut sacks that have been called forward. Nobody, they did not mention the Jamaicans. Well, mention I want Jamaicans. They said specifically Ghanaian and Nigerian British guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at your life. Do better this 2023 Focus on getting a good PR team Better than whatever Prince Andrew might have Focus on getting a good PR team Because you're on You're, you're slowly getting You're on the ropes You're on the ropes Just know that I've told you that Because as much as you think like Oh she's so mean to us I'm advising you now At least make me out to look like a liar Currently I'm not looking like a liar Fix up look sharp That's what the people said Um so yeah, that's by the by. Also, I mean, this is another thing that's by the by. And I'm going to sound, after I've just cussed the Black Brit guys, the Nigerian and uh, Ghanaian ones for being bad vibes, I'm going to be bad vibes a bit, potentially, right? I'm not a- enjoying the way that Americans, etc., are in Ghana and the way that the Ghanaian government is not respecting itself. How can Meek Mill lose his phone or whatever happened to his phone and then the, the president of Ghana is saying I'm concerned about Meek Mill's phone anybody and everybody's just walking into the Ghanaian presidential household and everybody can take pictures and this is what's happening like I just feel so uncomfortable I feel uncomfortable because of course the year of the return you lot come back home this continent is yours too of course of course like I get it but it's the way that you're trying to turn that place. I mean, you know what? Ghana got it right in a way that Nigeria, I don't really think has in terms of tourism, but there's something about it that doesn't sit right with me. Like you Ghanaian cannot go to America and go into the president's house, but somehow everybody's coming over here and they're coming to the house, taking pictures, doing this, doing that. People who aren't about shit, Of course, there are the people who are doing shit and they're great, but people who are literally not about shit, they're xenophobic to bumba. And yet any and everybody can just wander. There's no protocol. Anybody can just wander anywhere. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, it's probably an unpopular opinion. I probably sound bad vibes, but I really don't like it. I mean, there is a way to embrace the culture and embrace the country. But at the moment, I feel like, the Ghanaian government or the, <coughs> pardon me, infrastructure, you're just prostrating yourself on the floor and people are just coming to court and trample you anyhow. Like, will you go to Ghana and then go back to um, America and still be saying them fucking Africans, them fucking Africans? Because I hope that that changes. 
I hope that through going to Ghana that your behavior changes. But however, what I'm feeling is happening is that a resort type of situation is created for you where you're in Ghana, you're in these spaces, you're seeing black people everywhere, but you are still getting to wield your the exceptionalism that your identity and your nationality pro, um, provides. And that is something I'm not comfortable with. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, anyway, let me get to straw of the week, AKA, um, suck your mum. Um, I mean, did I say, did I tell the police to suck out last week? I probably did. Um, if I probably did, I'm going to tell the police to suck out again this week. Um, I just feel uncomfortable about certain things and, Oh, I forgot to even say big. Oh, this is perfect. This is perfect, actually. Before I move on, big up, big up, Aloni. I forgot to mention that earlier. Big up, Dami, baby girl. Big up yourself. Like, so happy for you. Aloni is now engaged. And the girlies were very, very upset about it By the girlies, I'm talking about the ashy, ashy mandem of Twitter um, Choosing to conflate somebody being engaged to Oh, I thought she was a feminist Look at all of you people that were following her She got you to rubbish your men And now look, she's doing this and she's doing that And I've just come to understand that There is a willful ignorance that a demographic of men online choose to take on where they like the point is right there, but they choose to walk right past the point just to say what they need to say. And I also learned in that situation that a lot of the things that people think about you and say about you on socials have nothing to do with you because some of the quote tweets that I was seeing (coughs) or the tweets that I was seeing about Oloni, they didn't make sense. They, factually were inaccurate but they'd already decided on that this is our collective bad guy so anything goes we can say what we're wherever we like anything goes you don't deserve to see people happy you don't and that's why me no I'm not sharing anything with any of y'all motherfuckers because they definitely have a view of who we are, who Aloni is and who Kalechi is and whatever, whatever. And so regardless of if anybody else knows differently to that, that it doesn't matter what you're doing on Insta or what you're doing out in the real world and what you're creating, they've committed themselves to a narrative about you. And that is all they're going to push. They're only going to push their agenda. They don't care about actual truth, actual facts. They do not care. What they want to do is what they're going to do. And I love that it got her the engagement um, in terms of literal engagement um, of people interacting with her content. Because I'm like, yeah, keep making pee off this, um, you know, off of these bitches because it's actually ridiculous to see, but I'm so happy for you. Go forth, thrive, have the best time you deserve. The whole um, engagement, the proposal looked gorgeous and I'm super, super happy for you. Um, but yeah, anyway, get let's get to... So basically, suck your mum to all of the people, specifically the men that were writing bullshit about Aloni. Fuck you. Um, so then further into um, Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum, it says here, a uh, body found in lake near Blue Water Shopping Centre in search for mum missing for a month. Um, police searching for a mum who vanished from her home a month ago say they have found a body in a lake. Um, 
Kay had not been seen uh, since December 1st. And although the body has not been formally identified, her family has been informed. The Metropolitan Police confirms a woman's body was found in a lake near Blue Water Shopping Centre and that the death was not being treated as suspicious. A force said in a tweet, uh, the force said in a tweet, a woman's body has been recovered from a lake near Blue Water Shopping Centre on Friday 30th of December. Um, her death is being treated as unexpected but not suspicious. Our thoughts are with Taiwo's family. Investigating officers had earlier released CCTV footage of the 53-year-old from Bexley, South London, as the search continued. Taiwo's family said, we are very worried about our mum. She's greatly loved and a massive part of our lives. We want nothing more than to have our mum at home with us safe and well. If anyone has seen or knows where she is, please make contact with the police. Um, any information could find her. Um, and her name was Taiwo Balogun or Balogun. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking that this has happened. And I'm just trying to be really careful about what I say because I tweeted and I said, another body, another black person, another body of water. You know, I've been talking about this for a while. Black people being found, they go missing and then their bodies are found in bodies of water or very near bodies of water. I don't know why. Um, someone was like, oh, delete this in respect to the family and respectfully shut up. I'll tweet what I want. Um, but there is something going on. I'm not trying to put on my tin hat. <coughs> oh, sorry, my tin for a hat in this situation. But I don't trust the police. Every case you're like, oh, there's nothing suspicious because yeah, that's meant to insinuate that they took their own lives or whatever, whatever. But knowing how racist the police is, think of the misogynoir that the police ex like um, put out constantly and they perpetrate and they perpetuate constantly. I can't take your word. For the fact that there's nothing suspicious You motherfuckers tried that even with Chris Cabar. You initially said that the police officers That were at the scene when Chris Cabar was shot Are merely there as witnesses Until people push back And they were like What the fuck do you mean witnesses You shot him through the wind You know through the windscreen And you didn't even know that He was in the car Because the car wasn't registered to his name So what I'm just saying right now That I don't believe these lot I don't And Something isn't right. Something isn't right. Rest in peace, Taiwo Balogun. Like, I don't know what's going on, but there is a pattern forming and I'm not okay with it. And the idea that, oh, there was, it was, it's been treated at not, as not suspicious, but of course it would be due, due to the nature of racism in the UK. That's all I'm saying. So... I will still maintain that the police can go suck out. Um, so yeah, I wanted to share that. And um, there was a white man strangling some black boys in South Africa <clears throat> when they tried to go to a pool that was um, apparently deemed as white only. I pray that with Pluto and Aquarius over the next 20 years, the black people of South Africa 
really get the white people of South Africa the fuck together. Something needs to be done because this is actually ridiculous. I cannot believe. I don't care how many generations that you think that you've been there. The if you were there and everybody was living in peace and harmony, I'll be like, go through, like do what you're doing. But it's the fact that you're there and you're telling the people who are the indigenous people of that land that they can't come here and you're killing you're killing them, you're torturing them, you're beating them up, and you think that that's perfectly okay. It is not. It is absolutely not. And now the white guy that did that to them, to the young black boy, strangling him over being at the pool, strangling him. Now he's in, been in court talking about, oh, um, I've got to think about my family. My, if something, if I get sentenced or whatever, or convicted, my family, my family. You should have thought about your family. You should have thought about the boy's family when you decided to be a hateful piece of shit. Okay? So you can suck out. Um, what's my final one? Oh, well, of course, we, we, we were going to talk about Andrew Tate's uh, arrest. Um, I saw something about a startup that I thought was really interesting. Um, this work that a startup is doing, but they're pumping, what is it, this one? So yeah, this startup, they're called Make Sunset and they're attempting to earn revenue for geoengineering, um, which is going to create widespread criticism, definitely. So this startup, they claim to um, have launched weather balloons that will. Um, release reflective sulfur particles into the stratosphere, potentially crossing a controversial barrier in a field of solar geoengineering. So geoengineering refers to the uh, deliberate efforts to manipulate the climate by reflecting more sunlight back into space, mimicking a natural process that occurs in the aftermath of of, uh, large volcanic eruptions. In theory, spraying sulfur and similar particles in sufficient uh, quantities could potentially ease global warming. It's not technically difficult to release such compounds into the stratosphere, but scientists have mostly, though not entirely, refrained from carrying out even small-scale outdoor experiments. And it's not clear that any have yet injected materials into that specific layer of the atmosphere in the context of uh, geoengineering-related research. That's in part because it's highly controversial. Little is known about the real-world effect of such deliberate interventions at large scales, but they could have dangerous side effects. The impacts could also be worse in some regions than others, which could provoke geopolitical conflicts. Some researchers who have long studied the technology are deeply troubled that the company Make Sunsets appears to have moved forward with launches uh, from a site in Mexico without any public engagement or scientific scrutiny. It's already attempting to sell cooling credits for future balloon flights that could carry larger payloads. Um, So they go on about all of this and... Um, They talk about, oh, we joke slash not joke that this is partly a company and partly a cult. That's not funny. Um, Anyway, what the main thing about this is that people are saying it's wildly, uh, wildly premature. And when you start messing with the climate uh, in the way that some of these people are starting to do all these startups, the startup like this is starting to do. It means that the richer countries essentially can then control their climate. But. That's likely to um, have an effect on the global south that won't have the money to be doing similar things. So they're likely to get even more extreme weather conditions um, because it's got to go somewhere, right? 
And the reason I thought I'd read this um, in store of the week, aka Suck Your Mum, is because they went and trialed it in Mexico. They went and trialed it in Mexico. And I think that that's so interesting how it's um, non-white spaces that companies go to go and do their fuckery and to do their experiments. So if something goes wrong, it's the people in that area that will bear the brunt of it. And then you just move on. That is in and of itself is racism. It's environmental racism. It is. And I just think it's disgusting. Why don't you go and do it in an area that's got rich, affluent white people? Why don't you go and test it in the clouds there? Because you know that they would have gotten your clout together. But Mexico, yeah, we'll go and do it there because whatever happens, oh, well. I just, yeah, I saw that and I was just like, you know what? Suck out. Suck out for an eternity. That is disgusting behavior. Um, anyway, last not but, um, but not least... Um, Andrew Tate has been arrested. Um, he was trying to get Feisty to uh, Greta Thunberg. Uh, she, he was, he decided to just come at her unprovoked. Essentially, uh, the way that a lot of adults worryingly like to do with this young girl, or she, she nineteen now, or I don't know. They like to come at her very, very mad, and I don't get it. She's literally saying, let's do better for our environment. And you're calling her every manner of bitch. And Julia Hartley Brewer or Julia Hartley Sewer, like I like to call you, it will never be well, it will never be well with you, you thin-lipped, um, scarecrow-looking cow. It will never be well with you. Okay? Um, so Andrew Tate now, known for his um his human trafficking ways the wildness that he's been doing and not being arrested for or convicted of um, over the years, um, tweeted madness at Greta. Next thing, she responded saying that he's got small dick energy, useless jobless people were like, oh my God, how can you say that? That's not nice to people who have small dicks and men with big dicks do this and da da da. Why are you missing the point? Why don't you ever focus on a fucking point? He decides to respond with a video. The video, he's got pizza boxes there. The Romanian authorities are able to track him down based on um, that brand of uh, pizza boxes, uh, pizza that he ordered. So they got him and his brother Tristan and they've now been there. They could potentially be held up to 30 days based on the sex trafficking charges that are up against him. And, you know, it's a special suck, suck out and suck your mum to him and his brother. His brother, I saw a video of him telling young men how to end, um, get, go about sleeping with a virgin. And he's like, oh, you've got to date her for three months, like make her feel comfortable and in a relationship and safe with you for three months. And then she'll sleep with you. Um, if you don't do this, then I don't know how you're going to end up being able to sleep with a virgin. Like there is a pandemic of incels growing online absolutely growing online and not, not enough is being done about it. Young men are being radicalized on the internet as we speak this very, very moment in large scale capacities and smaller scale capacities. And I do not believe that black men and boys are exempt from that because even with that um, video that I mentioned um, earlier about the woman saying that um, Ghanaian and Nigerian British guys are rude or whatever I also think that that's part of the conversation There 
the conversations that they're having, they'll talk about, oh, I don't have my boys. I don't have people I could talk about my mental health with. But whenever you gather with other men, it's to be hateful towards women. I don't get it. All you can bond over is misogyny and misogynoir. That is fucked. And it's growing more rampant. Some of them are overt with the ways that they're radicalizing these young men. And some of them, it's really way more subtle way more subtle. People will be talking about gender roles, this gender roles, that all of that is still pertaining to the same thing. And it is dangerous. So, you know, you've got these men jumping up being like, ah, well, um, okay. Even if you don't like Andrew Tate, how is he different to the slum flower? Are you not fucking all right? Chidera is what, who you decided to bring into the conversation. Somebody that's gone ahead and just minding her business. And I said it then and I'll say it now. I will never, ever, ever, ever join you lot on that fucking stupid hate train that you have towards slum. I will not do it. I will never. There are people who I like, who I might work with here and there. When I saw all of you lot doing all of that, I lost a bit of respect for you. I I have to be honest. I have to be honest. Because it's not, a lot of you were moving mad and it was not from a healthy space. It was not. It was not from a genuine space. Sometimes you're just hateful. I'm not saying that, oh, this person hasn't said wild things and needed to be checked for the wild things that they've said or that they haven't moved mad in a way that um, needed to be addressed. But the dogpiling, I just think it was honestly disgusting. And because of the nature of that dogpiling, because you lot couldn't be specific about what it is that you dislike this woman for, it meant that someone could pop up on the internet and have the cheek, the fucking goal to compare her to Andrew Tate, a sex trafficker, a human trafficker. You're able to even think that you can compare. Oh yeah, but you know, he hasn't actually been convicted yet. So we all have to be careful about what we're saying. But you don't have to be careful about what you're saying about a young black woman. Oh, she said, you know, these men need to be euthanized. And da-da. look, fight her. Give her, give her a reason to be wrong. I'm not saying that she's right. But I'm saying like, it's all mad. It's all very, very mad because the hateful, like, she wrote that hypothetically about nobody in particular. She said men. When these lot had their secret or they thought it was their secret community on Twitter and they said myself and Olani needed to be exterminated, that was specific. But you lot didn't have the outrage for that. So why is that? You lot didn't have the outrage for that. Yet when she was talking about hypothetical men, you all wanted to tear tear her to the ground, drag her down by her breasts. It's what you lot wanted to do. Every day finding a part of her body to criticize and to be rude about and to be this and to be that. But when people specifically said that Olonia and I should be exterminated, you had nothing. You had nothing. You had no volume. And that goes to show that this isn't anything but misogynoir. Any way that you slice it, the UK, Britain specifically, and the black people specifically in the UK, you lot have a deep problem with misogynoir. Like people are sick. They are sick and and they are dying. They are ailing from their deep hatred of black women that they'll never address. And that's some black women themselves. That's black, some black women included in that as well. Deep, deep hatred. And you need to sort it the fuck out. 
But we see that beyond black women, just the hatred of women and girls with everyone thinking that they can pile onto this Greta girl. What is she doing other than telling you that we need to save the planet and you're cussing her out? But you'll praise the Pope that died. The Pope that died, but he he was very happy to stand by with all the molestation and all the pedophilia that's ravaging the church and the Vatican. But you'll you'll say um, rest in peace to him. Everybody's um, priorities are off. And I just pray that in 2023, that people get their shit together because it is ridiculous at this point. It's disgusting. And I'm tired of the thinly veiled misogynoir People jumping up to be like Oh I'm just writing this thread Because I think this person needs to be held to account You're not You're writing it because you dislike the person That's simply it Tell the truth I'd prefer if someone just said You know what I just don't like them I don't have a specific reason I just don't like them As opposed to Oh no I just think that we need to address this And hold people accountable It's not you And your straggly holes in your boxes That's going to hold me or anybody else accountable For any motherfucking thing It really isn't So get that the fuck out of your head for 2023 Okay That's not happening I just think they need to be held accountable Go and hold your mother accountable With the rose breast With a rose tattoo on her breast Go and hold her accountable And get the fuck out Anyway, that was a random tangent. I'm done. I feel like this was a great episode. Um, Even with my coughing and spluttering here and there. I'm very glad that I came in today to record this. Um, Like I said, tickets will be out for the live show in New York on the 3rd of Jan. Um, If they're not, or I haven't posted a link, like definitely look for me online. I'll post the link. I might even edit the show notes on the 3rd of Jan and I'll add the link there. So if anything, look back on this episode and I'll add the link there if um, SOBs have managed to get everything up and running. But I'm just very much looking forward to this year and I pray over everybody's lives that isn't wayward, that so much abundance will come your way. Um, There's some astrological babes that I'm trying to bring into the podcast to help us chart and navigate this year. I will say though that some of you, if you've got an Aries sun, that you are your star sign as you know it is an Aries, Aries and you're trying to have a child remember that Jupiter is coming um and um into well is in Aries um and will then interact with your son so that is a great time to really start fucking no even before that just get on with it but really really if you're about it take it seriously take it seriously that you've got a good you've got good energies around you around that time very random message but I just wanted to put it out there for the people then um But even if it's not children, you just want to shine more brightly. You want to be out in the world and you've got that Aries um, zhuzhing up for you. Use it. You know, gorgeous, gorgeous girls know where Jupiter is in their chart. And while Jupiter is in Aries, I want to see all my homies, all of you lot level up. Yeah, I want that for you all. Uh, but that's it. I've been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. You can follow me on at Kalechi Okafor at Say Your Mind Pod. Um, still building the children's home. You can still go on GoFundMe to support the thing. Thank you so much for all the people who've continued to support. Um, yeah, I'm just about in it. I'm just about, yeah. Anyway, catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind